Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hello, it's me, Joel. I am a playwright and performer. And hi, everybody. This is Kishan. I am a science educator. Welcome back to T42, our best friend podcast, where the two of us talk about whatever the fuck we want. And once again, we are recording this live from my bedroom, and we are in, in the, the flesh. same room. Gonna, gonna oh my god! So like, Ow, stop pinching me. <laughs> yes, that was real, guys. So let that me try and, like, just to prove once again that we are in the same room. I'm gonna describe what Kishan is wearing. Um, He's wearing, why are you wearing a cold storage triathlon t-shirt? He's comfortable, I just came back from school, I'm very tired. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a cold storage triathlon. I don't know, it happened. Oh god, I've truly seen everything now. Oh my god, Joel is uh, uh, sporting this very sexy grey t-shirt number. Wow, wow, mm, wow. It's actually my army... Oh my god, it's the army Yeah, it's my grey army singlet. The army t-shirt. When I wear my grey army singlet out, I feel like it dates me because nobody... You know, this is the old one, right? They've, they've changed to the the green colour one. So all the army admin is now Oh my green. god, you are right. Yeah, so yeah this I really, totally This forgot. really dates you. Wow, well done. It really yeah. does date you. Yeah. Um, mm, well done. <laughs> okay, Joel, so it's been two? Two weeks? Has it? Two weeks in phase two. Two, week, two weeks in phase two, yes, right? Yes, we're two weeks deep into phase two. How has it been, sis? Terrifying. Really? Terrifying. Why? Like, it's... Okay, so you know that last episode when we talked about phase two, yeah. I was talking about how I was not mentally prepared to suddenly mm, be social again. Correct, correct. All of that is still real, right? I'm still, like, mm. I'm finding the sudden uptick in all of my social activity very difficult. But it is also... Like going into public spaces and seeing how crowded it is. Oh my god, it is terrifying. Which, you know, I mean, like, understandable, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, you would expect that once there are some freedoms, people are just gonna flood out again. But it's yeah. like, my question is just because we can, do yeah. we really have to? Yeah, it's an indiscriminate pouring out of people. Like, yeah. people, people are like, it's, it's, it's really nuts. I have seen, so today I went to the supermarket, right? I literally saw, like, people just milling around in a kind of. <laughs> Purposeless jellyfish-like drift. Go home, yeah, people. Like, oh my god, jellyfish-like yeah, jellyfish like drift. drift through an ocean of potential pathogens. Right? Excuse me. Do oh better. Tell, tell me about it. So like, work for me is like near town, so I always have to pass through orchard to go home. Oh yeah, right? and you're teaching with like a bunch of. It's like school is back to normal. Basically. Yeah, school is back to normal exactly. So for me, like I take the bus, and the bus runs through orchard to for me to get to my train station. And every time, and sometimes I get off to go grocery shopping because I always think, oh, it's going to be less crowded than, you know, than my place and do see. Correct. Then I get off. Because it used to be quiet. Yeah, it used yeah. to be quiet. I used to like enjoy the, like, wow, nobody's here. This is <laughs> fantastic. And then I get off, I see like this bunch of people just walking on orchard and it's like back to 100% leh. And it, on a weekday afternoon. On a weekday afternoon and it's so frightening. I mean, can we just say first of all, Orchard got that much to do, man. I don't know lah. It's like, <laughs> hello kids, what is there to do in Orchard? I don't know. It's like even before the pandemic, there were all these like catastrophic news reports about the demise of the Orchard Road shopping belt, right? And yes. now suddenly, because you can go out suddenly. And they try to liven it up by like blocking out the streets wow. like every other Saturday can or something. Can you imagine if actually the coronavirus pandemic is the thing that brought Orchard Road back to life? <laughs> So ridiculous! You know, right? It's like it took a pandemic to restore Orchard Road to mm. its heyday. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
All right, and it's time for pandemic potluck. Yes. But it's the Pride edition because Exciting. it's international Pride season. Is it you bring waka? Waka. Is it you bring gin? Gin. Is it you bring tequila? Tequila. Rum. Or are you the one who just bring mixer? Hey, mixer very important, lad. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. mixers. Because I mean, like, yeah, if you, how to drink straight yeah. If you leave it to the gays, they will just drink it straight. One, they will intravenously in have like they will consume it intravenously. <laughs> Have you ever had vodka shot? Yeah. It is the uh, it is the vilest thing. No, it's not. Thing. No, it's not. I always have this opinion about vodka. I think vodka is like the alcohol that we all start off with. And then as we get older, like, we go like, you know what? I am done with vodka. I don't know I what, don't you, what life you've led. Oh, is vodka it? is your starting vodka. You but a starting spirit. It Mine really was, was like Alco Pops, like Bacardi Breezer. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Do you remember Bacardi Breezer? <laughs> I remember Bacardi Breezer. <laughs> I remember we had this drink called Hall Potion. Where we used to Hall buy- Potion was this Amsterdam beer. Yes. That was like something like 10 plus percent alcohol. Oh, which is very vile. strong it for a beer. So it tastes a bit like sardine water. What? Do you remember there was this cocktail they used to serve in clubs called the Graveyard? Yes. Yes. Have you had it? I had multiple when I was younger. Oh, it it's disgusting. disgusting. It's so bad. And there was also this awful thing called the Waterfall. Is that the one that they light? They light it on fire and then you also drink a little bit of burnt straw because... <laughs> oh, that's not good for you. Yeah, it's not good for you. I'm sure I've had like... No. I have one whole straw. If you reconstitute all the plastic I've drunk, right? It's one whole straw. It's probably straw. still lining your stomach. Probably lah. <laughs> Amen, sis. Amen, it's still there. Uh, why are we talking about alcohol? I don't know. Oh, because we're talking about pride this time, <laughs> right? It's, we're talking about pride. It's international pride season, isn't it? Yes, yes. And I, we Happy thought, pride, everyone. Happy pride, everyone. And so what we wanted to do was to basically talk about our very first... Pride. I think the first and only pride. The first and it's like only. Like the only yeah. time you've been to a. I guess like we got to qualify right because like there are pride adjacent and pride type events in Singapore, but yep. by and large the institution of pride as it's understood in the Western world is a very specific correct experience. It's a v- experience, yeah. right? A very specific. And experience. the only time we went to pride together was um, was in, in Brighton. The UK. Yeah, yeah, we went to Brighton Pride. The All right, UK. for the people who don't know, yeah. Brighton is a seaside city in the UK that's with a lovely about, Pebble Beach. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half train ride from London. Forty-five minutes. And the they way. have a very so they have a very popular pride, right? Yes, they're very popular pride parade, and, and like, like the whole of like bunch of UK people descend on yeah. the Brighton during the pride season. Yeah, just London this. and Brighton, but yeah, and the prides are paced at different times throughout the pride yeah, season. Yeah, I think right? I think they talk, they talk, yeah, so they, they talk, they, talk. they have these Correct. backroom discussion, discussions, right? Correct. It's like sis, you don't step on my pride, sis, I don't, don't step, on yours. step, yeah, don't step. <laughs> yeah. So like, I remember being very excited. This was in June, right? This was in July, yeah. actually. July, because, okay. because I remember missing London. Uh, I. I I would miss London Pride because I think I would have come back to Singapore or something like that and I yeah. would really wanted to go to a Pride oh. and I said okay Joel let's do Brighton Pride because Brighton Pride is pretty big and I was like I've never been to one I want to do it and you were so reluctant yeah I mean like I to am to come down no, I'm just not about that Pride yeah you're life. not about the you're not about the Pride life I mean I'm a very proud like queer person sure but like I'm not necessarily 100% behind Pride and I guess we can talk about that later in this episode yeah we could yeah. we could but I don't know, I just really wanted to go to Pride. I've never seen one, I've never experienced one. So I thought like, oh my god, let's go. And mm. so I got train tickets for both of us and we all went down. We got a really cozy Airbnb with this really chatty lady. That was a very nice Airbnb. <laughs> it was a yeah. lovely Airbnb. And we went for Pride. And I just have to say, dear listeners, I never want to do it no, again. I, 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 if I could <laughs> never go to Pride again in my life, I would be... Or let's just call it White Pride. White, oh, can we just call it White yes, Pride? Because that's what it was, right? Yes, it's yes, like, it was very white. 
Like, Brighton is very white lah. I mean, Brighton is very white, but Pride is a very... Sure. Has become a very white institution it is. in it the is, West yeah. where it's celebrated, right? Correct. As a major kind of like public festival Correct. type. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't London have like a Black Pride? Yes, London has a very cool Black Pride. So it's like oh, kind of like... It happens nice. in Pride season and it's, it's specifically meant... It's a Pride event that's meant to centre... Um, people of colour Yeah uh, And has a very strong Trans presence as well Because like it, It's a response to how um, A lot of the mainstream prides uh, It's very in, white la. In the UK are very white Very mm. cis Very cis male Very right, gay right, male Right of course of course And it's really And, it become, and it's become very corporatized, Right Yeah in of that course A lot of big brands Want to pink wash Their corporate portfolios By sponsoring Pride in a very public way Which is whole So like you know there's this, Yeah yeah It's a huge yeah. corp, uh, Capitalist arm Like you go to the So like the main event Of any pride Is like the parade Right Yeah And Where, then you see like this Floats of like yeah. Barclays Yeah so you see like, Barclays what banks, Major supermarket what, yeah. brand uh, yeah. su- Major supermarket chains uh, Banks and All kinds of like Really greasy Sure um, Corporate Just to pinkwash lah Correct and After like Pride is over They just take it out of their Whatever right Well Or it's just like What actually is Your investment in the community sure. Right But sure. also like I mean if we want to think More politically Like should the queer struggle Not be an anti-capitalist one mm, that's, that's, yeah. yeah that's true So it's like what, what does it mean that This like queer event has become not hijacked but I guess like um, overrun mm. by a lot of corporate interests yeah but um, we could get more into this later later yeah. yeah but what we want to talk about is our experience oh, at Brighton right I mean it was it's I, I barely remember any of it really <laughs> I, I mean, it's not like I got completely fucked or anything right but it was just like it was such a mediocre experience for me yeah, that like okay. I don't it's not even in my top 10 okay okay yeah. no I mean not for me as well but I remember Starting the day feeling so excited because I was like, oh my god, it's the party I'm gonna get. Like, you know, oh yeah, we thought we'd be partying very yeah, hard. We thought we'd be we? partying very hard. Yeah, that's another thing about Pride. For those, that's another thing about Pride for those of you who don't know, right? It's like it's accompanied by major parties. It's major like, parties. It's like a huge kind of excuse for people to get very, very wasted. Oh, and yes. Party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was all psyched up for that. I got all dressed up and I, I was so excited. I basically like wore a rainbow lah. Left yeah, right you were that. basically like internalizing, externalizing your internal rainbow, right? Correct. Yeah. I Every, was externalizing my internal rainbow. You were like rainbow. the, you were like, you were like the ghost of rainbow past, present and future. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Correct. And you, then, <laughs> and then like, we went down to the parade line and, and then it got very crowded and then like all these floats came in and then I remember getting quickly quite bored. Like quite bored of the whole thing. Yeah, because you realise why am I cheering for banks? <laughs> yeah, it's right? true. It's like, I'm still paying my student loan. Fuck yeah. banks. Like, why am I cheering for banks? It's like, if you really wanted to, like, support the queer agenda, like, write off my debt. Yeah. No, <laughs> no that, I was, I mean, I got very excited when, like, a community came up ah, and had right. their floats. And I was like, oh, this trans community, or yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, this very interesting community came up. I was like, oh, yeah, good And that's you. what you live for, right? Yeah. it's, like, these, like, grassroots organizations that you believe actually do this community yep. work. And yeah. it's all these like aunties and uncles who just like, you know, like parents for LGBTs kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's cute. And yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. So then, and then, okay, I was like, okay, fine, parade is over. And then we, I remember we went to sit down, we get to eat something because you, you were not feeling it. <laughs> wow. and, then, and then we got, we got lots of alcohol. I think we had like pims, 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 and just a bunch of alcohol. And then we decided to go to this party thing but you know to, to this like um, oh uh, um, the, the the fun fair thing yeah right? like yeah, a fun yeah, fair yeah. thing it's like an open, and air, open area. air concert yeah, yeah. or whatever but you know what really turned me off like for me the turning point was how people treated Brighton 
Yes. Everybody descended oh on the country. Oh my god. And it was disgusting. Okay, the added context here is that the ma- the headline act for Brighton Pride that year was our goddess herself, Miss Britney Spears. Spears <laughs> who, by the way, I'm I'm really enjoying like her 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 oh re her, her entry into the co- the cultural consciousness. She is freaking funny. Like, like what's she doing? God bless Britney Spears <laughs> and leave Britney alone. At the yeah, same leave time, Britney right? alone. But yeah. also like you know she was like the headline act for Pride that year, yeah. for Brighton Pride that year, and yeah. she was having a major concert. So like trust when I say there were thousands, yeah. thousands of it's people ridiculous. who flocked down to Brighton. And I think like we had we had a few conversations with locals, right? Like yeah. who said that a, a lot of the locals, apart from business owners, had just like left the city. Yeah. Because they did not want to have to deal with like In fact the the, the lady whom we were staying with, the the Airbnb the lady The only reason why her flat was available was because she was out of the city, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no 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 she was there but she said that uh, she usually would not be oh, there. Right. And she made it a point on the day of Pride to say, okay I'm going to my brother somewhere up. Uh, further up from right there, right. further north of right there, and she said because I just don't want to be in the city. No, and you know what? It's like this. As we were traversing the city, you know, to get from like the beach where the parade was to the to further in to, to like the further the park, in with the park yeah. where all the festivities were. Yeah, the city was being trashed. Oh my god, it was disgusting, man. Right before our eyes, it oh, was. I felt so bad. So I remember at some point seeing a bunch of like. So it was all a lot of teenagers. Yeah, it was a plenty lot of, of teenagers, white, and I'm guessing ostensibly straight. Oh yeah Young people Just like Trashing this city And like I saw kids On like The top Of bus stops I saw them like Like Just litter all over the place People just peeing On the streets Left right oh, centre It was so disgusting Like Indiscriminate Cocaine usage In the alleys Oh my god People yeah, were selling like, People sell- were selling I'm just stuff. like Excuse me like the gays already have a bad enough reputation. Like, can we not make the <laughs> one make... <laughs> event where we have this kind of like pride thing be an excuse for all of these straight people to come and fuck things up right. for the whole city? Right. Yeah. No. I. I. I totally agree. So it was, it was very dis. It was horrible. It was, it was horrible. It was to disgusting. See. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible to see. It was disgusting. So when we finally, I remember like we had to line up to go and get tags and oh, shit. God. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. And then uh, we when we finally got to the park. It was gross. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I thought, not. like, by and large, like, the, the vibe there had... I mean, like, I already been, like, turned off the whole thing from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, but the part, the events itself were, like, whatever. You me- thought? Like, yeah, mediocre events. Really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, then, like, we... Because we didn't... Uh, did, we, did we know that Britney Spears was headlining or something? I don't know. I knew, did. but, like, okay. we didn't buy tickets because, like, why, right? Yeah, why lah? But, you know, we managed to stand at the very back of this massive crowd and, and we, then saw, we saw a yeah, tiny Britney from yeah, very far away. Britney, probably lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, probably lip syncing. Like, the greatest hits. <laughs> you know, and people were very excited about yeah. it. But it's like... Yeah, I remember ending the day with a dehydration headache. I got so... Right. I got so tired. There was no public transport. and There was no Ubers to be had. And... It, that's Remember, right. it was so difficult. We had to walk everywhere. We had to walk everywhere, and it, I mean, I don't mind walking. Yeah, Brighton's not a big city, so yeah, Brighton's not a big city, and the and the weather is usually lovely. But the amount of people, the number of people all over the place, made me just want to die. No, you know what it was? I didn't feel safe at all. Oh, that's very like, interesting. At a pride the event, whole, yeah, the whole time I didn't feel safe. What because, was it? Like, you know, you remember this? Like when we got off the train on the evening where we arrived in Brighton, right? I was, we were on our way to oh our my Airbnb, God, that was and intense. there was this little like gang of like 
straight white shit boys, right? Yeah, I um, remember. These lads who were just like walking down the street and then as we walked past them, one of them shoved himself very rudely against yeah, me. Yeah, very forcefully at you or so, yeah. And I just turned around and said, excuse me, what was that about? Yeah. And then like his whole gang turned around, right? And we were about to face off and yeah. I just said like, do you want to cut? Like, what, do you have a problem with me? Yeah, and then and I was like, Joel, this is not worth it. This is not no, worth it. No, it would have been worth it because I like, come know. on, if like I had Sis. screamed like I am being like queer attack right now like during pride like people have come to say i mean i don't know we were it was it was pretty late at night no, it, was I mean, like, it was it was yeah it was late at night it right. was late at night and I, we don't know what these lads no, were carrying it's also with them. completely racialized oh racialized of, event of course yeah. it was racialized. racialized and in london i'm sure you have a lot more of these racialized attacks no actually that has compared to, to, me to, to to the date that has been like my most like prominent encounter with a yeah. kind of racist energy yeah. physical energy and, and Jeez, that must have been at, so t- at pride no less yeah which I think is not coincidental you know yeah. like pride I mean you felt it it was just like a white kind of oh it was extremely yeah. white it was so white it was like white kids running around with glitter on their faces yeah. you know I, I saw a lot of these like girls like all just I, I assume straight girls yeah. just very like partied up mm. you know they got like as you say glitter they all got like hair colour whatever they all like pinked up and then they with their one queer friend who mm. is probably very tired of them being there <laughs> or you know things is great lah but yeah. doesn't know yet what an exhausting energy this will yes. be in the intervening years correct yeah. like what I took away from that was like wow how gross is it that pride is basically this way for straight white kids to come and just um, use queerness as an excuse to fuck up a city yeah party really hard and yep. then not really and you know you kind of wonder the- how applied of the messaging yeah. is in their everyday life um, and you never know mm. yeah yeah correct right. correct it's, it, they feel no sense what for me was a problem was they felt no sense of responsibility to the city yeah you know it, for them this was like going to a friend's place and trashing it and yeah. then leaving it's like cannot imagine what the cleanup was like oh my god no all the municipal people who had to like go and deal with this all the poor yeah poor clean people oh cleaning up but people you know oh, just, we, we, we sound like two old aunties right now no, I, I, it's like, I, just, we were I being so unfeed throughout the whole thing, right? I fully acknowledge that yeah. this is a function of age. You know, going to my, to my first bride at the age of what? what how old you was were, I? You 30, were 31? 30, 31, 32. 32. 32, yeah. yeah, something like that, right? And and getting tired of the whole <laughs> thing very quickly. It's it's very symptomatic of the whole age thing. Like, yeah. whatever lah. And but I'm I, glad, yeah. I'm glad for it. I, I don't want to be... Me too, because now I know I can't give a fuck about pride. Yeah, and I also don't want to be one of those people who trashes the place. No. Although I did go to um, Black Pride in London. How was that? It was amazing. I mean, like, I got very wasted in the line to get in in the most recent one. Lah. So like, you I know, know that wasn't, it wasn't exactly amazing experience on that end. But like, there is a very <laughs> different energy. Oh, do tell. I think when there, it, when you call it Black Pride. Yeah, know, of course. It, says it a changes lot, right? it the changes, whole feeling of the whole thing. It changes the, the texture of the whole yep. thing. You're going there, you're not only acknowledging the queerness of the situation, but you're also acknowledging all these intersectionalities, different mm. identities, yep. and it's all held in that space. It was. It felt revolutionary. Oh, the music I regret was, there. The music's better. You, really? The music's better. Oh my god, so exciting. The dancing's better. Okay, see, okay. Yeah. then maybe I, I, I will amend my statement. Yeah. I would not go for White more price. price. I, I, I just want to go for, for go Black Pride. Black Pride is great. I want to experience that. And... Um, you you feel like there is a real politics to it, which is, you know, which kind is of missing actually, from which is actually what Pride is about. Yeah, it's right? a riot. It started out as a protest, as exactly. a riot. Exactly. And in fact, like as we're speaking this year, um, there was a Black Trans Pride march that happened in London a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, and you know that probably a 
you know, like the pride parades and everything this year have been cancelled because of coronavirus, right? But like in a in a radical protesty way, yeah, the black trans. Uh, March went ahead, right? And that actually feels a lot closer to the original oh, contours of the. That's of, amazing. Yeah, uh, and you know that's what it is. I think it's like we ha- you have to s- center the politics in pride. It, it's it is it has not stopped being a political thing being queer in the world, yeah. right? It's just become, every pride yeah. is a political act. Except that I think you know queerness or has. Should be a I think there act. are there are many queer people, especially cis hat white types, right, mm. for whom queerness is less of a political subject position than. Uh, it used to be where it's very easy to lead um, that kind of, to to en- inhabit that position without necessarily encountering um, the same kind of politics as a trans person or a black person or yeah. a person of color, you know, in the West. And pride, the way mainstream pride has evolved into what it is today, is evidence of that, right? Yeah. You know oh. what the ultimate symbol of pride is? It is the absolute vodka bottle that they release for pride that has the rainbow flag on it. Oh my and god. And it is also so the absolute vodka sponsorship of pride. It's just like, you don't need to look very much further than that to just kind of understand the politics of the situation. Yeah, correct. Agree. Mm, correct. Hello, hello. It's time for lukewarm takes where two elder millennials give their hot take or rather lukewarm take on something that's happening on the internet. And what is on the internet this season? Actually, something very interesting came on the internet. Like, it's very t- 12 years, 12 years in the making, I would say, right? It's Pink, Pink Dot. Dot. Yes, Pink Dot came on the internet. Oh my god, how amazing is that, Joel? I am still recovering from how good it was. Okay, wait, can we can we just let the listeners know yeah. how, how we how we saw this? So we okay. all went to a friend's place. We all went friend's place and then we watched uh, don't worry there were only four of us so we didn't break any sec- correct, we correct. didn't break any like no rules no were lockdown broken. no rules were broken we watched it on her uh, flash screen TV yeah and um, it was it was by far I think one of the the, no, it was the it best. It was the best Pink Dot I have ever experienced. Yeah, it was um, the best Pink Dot. I mean, like, if, for some added context, for those of you listening 200 years in the future, right? Uh, <laughs> we are still in the midst of the coronavirus. If you're still pandemic. wearing a mask. Yeah, or oh, in case you're still wearing a mask, then maybe don't need it, but if you're not, right? Uh, so, this year's Pink Dot was obviously disrupted by the pandemic. Yeah. And so, instead of cancelling the event, what they did was they pivoted to digital, mm. which, in to my mind, I think was one of the smartest things. Oh, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant yeah. move. Yeah, and we, we can go into that and that's what this entire segment is about, right? Yeah. It's basically me gushing at what a strategic and intelligent and like critical move this year's Pink Dot was. Yeah, it was it was quite it was yeah. quite brilliant. Yeah, so what, what did we see? That oh was, my god. So 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 it started with Pam and Harris. How fucking funny. It I mean was like so funny. Pam Wee is a friend and has we've collaborated before, but I'm just never I, it, it just never stops uh, amusing me how yeah. funny this woman She's is. She's so clever, you know. Yeah. And she and Harris have good chemistry yeah. throughout the entire they were day. They just sitting on a couch in this gorgeous house. Yeah. Like, doing and between this, them, there was a, a pink meter roll. A pink, pink meter roll. It was so funny. Like, was... You know, this is the kind of humour I miss when I'm in the UK, right? <laughs> it's like, there's a very specifically it's really very good. Singaporean kind of... Yeah. Nah, we make sure there's a... Yeah, like... One At one point, they started dancing yeah. with a meter roll between them. Oh my god, how no, you know what? You know what else? What? The pink meter rule was pink in color. It was. It's like this attention to detail. Correct. They basically got a volunteer to make it pink. Like, I to mean, make it pink. It was so good. And then like every once in a while, they would look at the wrong camera and it was just like, <laughs> we were just screaming, yeah. Pam, camera two, camera two. Every time Pam looked at the wrong camera, we were like, Pam, you know, Pam, 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 camera two, camera two. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I, I'll just like go into it and say, I yeah. think why this worked for me so well this year 
was because yeah. every, okay, you've been to Pink Dot. You've been a vo- volunteer yeah. for how many years? I've been now? I, I've volunteered for three years. One as a volunteer and two as a team leader yeah. because I I really I really thought it was a useful. Uh, no, I I really believe in the whole Pink Dot thing. I believe what it, in what it stands for, mm. and I think it's important that we that that people in general, no matter what your your sexuality or your race or whatever, you no know, just help out. Yeah, you know, and so. I've, I've done this for three years and I love it. It's very tiring, but I like, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I've only ever attended as a participant. It's exhausting. It's hot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's crowded. very, very right? hot. Leh. Oh, my God. And not, yeah. Okay, and then, like, you know, there's all this content that's happening, right? There's always a concert. In the past couple of Pink Thoughts, there's been, there's been this massive concert-type event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, it. like, And there's somebody... singing and people talking and giving yeah. speeches and you can never hear yeah, no what is going on. Uh, yeah, please, like, and nobody listens. Nobody's listening. People are like, hey, can you pass the wine? Correct. Or can you, like, give me the cheese? Yeah, you know? it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the gayest, like, picnic, right? Yeah, correct, and, correct. I mean, let's also be honest, like, complete cruising situation. Is it? Yeah. It's like, you know, in fact, the first time I went to Pinto, I was so turned off by how cruisy it was. Cruisy? Not cruisy, like, it was just like, doing it. not no cruisy, no doing it. As in, like, all oh, these gays just turning up looking really hot. I'm oh, just like, can course. you stop I making mean, me feel bad about myself? I mean, this is the closest thing we have to pride in Singapore, yeah, right? Correct, and correct. so this is, this is the element of yeah, pride. If la. Singapore had a pride, it'd just be Chinese muscle gays on the forefront. Oh my god, we need to talk about this later. Yeah, Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So, for once this year, no, I've always believed that the content that they curate for the Pink Talk concert has always been quite top-notch. It's just that you never really hear it clearly. Yes, Because agreed. it's so diffuse, right, the attention. But this time, it was front and center. Yeah. You could see the high-quality production values. Yes, you could see the, the amazing content. Yeah. And like, you know, like I wept at one point because there was so much powerful... Especially, I want to say trans content. Yeah, there, there was, was a lot of trans representation this really, year, which was amazing. Some really awesome trans um, I'm very happy for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm very glad for that. And we are watching this, right, on a flat screen TV, you know, where you are used to seeing either like channel, uh, like Mediacorp bullshit or like cable, <laughs> international cable stuff, Correct. Right? And so for this thing to like yeah. take over that it, space. It just felt like, uh, wow, it felt like... It was very powerful. It yeah, was super powerful. It felt like guerrilla uh, programming, yeah. you know, and it was like... It, I think it was just for me the novel experience of seeing this kind of content on a TV in Singapore. In your home. In your home. Next to your neighbours yeah. in a flat. It's like the HDB in correct, the background. It's correct. It, it just felt like because you know Mediacorp would never. And in fact, right, as we are speaking, like Mediacorp recently um, made this Chinese. Uh, Media, Channel 8 recently made this like drama series, right, where uh, they had this um, gay character on the TV show who was oh? a pedophile. And a sexual predator. Uh, and um This is very you know, it's lazy. Like, it's 2020. Very, very stupid, lazy stereotype. Correct. Oh. Even Moment High had like conflicted butch lesbian. Oh my god, I you remember know, her. It's like you had the conflicted <laughs> Moment High Butch Lesbian and then now you have 2020. Wow, Moment You know, I so let's let's not be let's not pretend that like, you know, mainstream media in Singapore has progress no, 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 no. So to see this yeah. on a TV screen was a complete coup for me. Yeah. It was so powerful. It was amazing. Even yeah. though it was it, it was on like YouTube whatever and then we yeah. had to broadcast it. And but you it know, was amazing. And sure, you don't know what the number... You, you know, it's not like a huge number of viewers by mainstream TV standards, right? But uh, come yeah. on. It was like... It existed. It made space for itself and it was there. Yeah. And it was a live event. It was a fucking live yeah. event. It was so and amazing. What, and what do you see? You saw like, oh my god. Um, okay, there was there was something you were particularly blown away with. What was it? I mean like Charlie Lim. <laughs> Charlie Lim. Oh, no, yeah. I'm kidding. I mean Charlie I, I fangirl Charlie Lim. You have a fangirl situation, Charlie Lim. I remember. I mean, Charlie oh my Lim, god, dear listeners. You are within the reach of my voice. Dear listeners, let me tell you. So Charlie, the, Charlie Lim or friends of Charlie Lim. Was the first event <laughs> of this whole big dot thing, right? And then Joe was like, oh my god, I think it's Charlie Lim. I think it's Charlie Lim. And then when Charlie came out, 
Joe basically screamed. Yeah, I wet my panties. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come on. No, but like Charlie Lim was, it was the best. Charlie Lim was amazing, but he, that was not the act that blew me away. It what was, was it? Uh? This um trans masculine performer called Chris Hong. Yes, right? Chris Hong, I remember. Who goes by they them he him pronouns by the way. That's uh, right. Who yeah. Sang this beautiful song that I believe um they had written for them written by themselves, right? Was it? It was I an original song. I, I don't know if it was an original okay. song. I, d- I don't remember. Yeah. Regardless, right? Yeah. They're singing it and then they have a trans pride flag in the background and yeah. they are... And as they're singing this song, um, which is done in a kind of like... Um, uh, self own self record way right. Own self record way. First with video footage of their top surgery journey. Journey. Oh yeah, that was that was very and powerful to was, see like, on the TV. Joy, you know that you could see that like the transparent joy of like their of their physical transition and 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 being able to share this like uh uh pride with people. Yeah. I mean, it's like first of all, what positive trans representation have we seen on Singapore screen? Almost nothing. No, almost nothing. 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 Practically nothing. And yeah. then to suddenly go from zero to like, I mean, okay, I'm sure it's not zero, but to go from like very very little to suddenly this like. You right. know, this like top surgery realness joy, you know, on your screen. It was like we were all, you know, we were making a lot of like, uh, we were making a lot of noise, uh, during that viewing party. And then when it came to this section, I remember we all just like, yeah, went silent. We kept quiet because we we, we were totally we totally wanted to hear their story and it's, we wanted it was to just like we wanted to be with with them on the journey. It was such it was a so moment. Good. And then apart so from good. And apart from this, like, I can't directly recall, but the, the oh my god, queer I remember. Yeah. For me, my my favorite was. Every time doing Pink Dot, we can never hear the drag queens properly when mm. they come up to do their performances. Because I mean, because ev- they are lip-syncing. Because right, no, so. no, no, <laughs> you can never really hear the It's not just that you can't really hear the performance. Yeah. You can't really see the performance. Yeah. It's also very hot and sweaty. Yeah. You want to go to the yeah. toilet. You want to get a refill. And then like all... They're suddenly they're on the TV and this mm. wonderful production of them mm. uh, lip-syncing to Rentak by mm. Najib Ali. Oh my god. Oh my god, that was fantastic. Banger. I remember we were like, oh my god, what is this song? Banger. What is this song? We I'm gonna to see if song. I can't put that song in this episode and hope Najib Ali doesn't sue us for royalties. I mean, but like, come on. We I need mean, to Najib don't, Najib. Najib don't. Najib, please, please, please don't. don't. Please don't. It's great, okay. Najib. It's okay. so good. <laughs> That's, I mean, first of all, all those queens. Yeah. Right? Like, I have done drag in Singapore. Yeah, you have. Right? Ashley am, 50, I, by I the am, way, ladies and gentlemen. I am a, I'm a sometimes member of this community. Like, <laughs> sometimes I think I think most of them just think like, who the fuck is this bitch, right? But it's like, <laughs> you know, I count myself as... And like, it was just glorious to see all these queens. Oh, they were so the beautiful. Uh, there were so many I never knew. And I you never know knew what I love most about that? Yeah. That the song is a Malayu song. Yes, and also... There was a lot of color representation. Oh my god! Yeah, it was very, very no very because good. like the vast majority of Singapore drag queens are Malay. Yeah. Right, and I just thought that was a powerful moment yes. of just acknowledging this very specific, yeah. eth- uh, like racial this, makeup. Yeah, this specific yeah. overlap. You know, it's, it's, it's so it's it was, so amazing. It's beautiful, and a song. Come on. Yeah. It's like rhythm, I, I think a it house rhythm, yeah. music bop, a house music banger in Malay. Yeah, it was so good. Like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. And then like all the other stories, like I can't remember them specifically, and I wish I could. But it was just like, ah, oh, blown away, yeah. blown away. And no, uh, th- there was another one that I like that I want to shout out. It was the animation of. Oh. It was the animation of like queer stories. I really cannot remember the person's name now that collect uh, who collects these queer stories. But I remember that uh, they collected the queer stories and then they got animators to mm. animate them. And those were really mm. amazing animations. Mm. Like, I mean, they were really yeah, shot yeah, yeah. like like a minute. No, I but think. so well made. But it was so well made, and they highlighted things like uh, transness. Mm. Uh, they highlighted things like bisexuality. Mm. I thought like these are things that need more airtime, man. Correct. Correct. Man. Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. Man. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You know, this whole thing was like the queers get shit. Done. I remember. I'm like, I remember what I'm we sorry, said at the end. Yeah. We we're like, 
who can do this? Oh, no only one can quest, do this. Only, only the quest can do this. Only quest can do this. Yeah, in I was Singapore. like, well done, quest. Like, you did it. I was like, sorry, <laughs> uh, I seen everybody else's like shitty pandemic programming, right? Hello. So the queers have just like, can we talk about how high the production value was? On I this? think all political parties in Singapore need to hire Correct. queers. Can we hire hire queers as your speechwriters, your campaign video directors, your Correct. animators? Like, Correct. You need us on your team. Correct. You know, election yeah. season for Please this election them. and future elections. <laughs> hire us queers. <laughs> we get shit done. Really leh. Even though I volunteered Pink Dot for three years, I always find Pink Dot a very, uh, sometimes a very difficult space because Mm. I see it as very Chinese, middle-class, English-language-speaking space. Mm. And I don't know if that is a consequence of uh, whose um, like protests reach out to because the only people that get, got time to come down for protests are all middle class people la, and majority of majority of people in Singapore let's just face it it's Chinese and majority of all these people are just English speaking anyway yeah. so I don't know if it's a coincidence you know so for me Ping Dot in that aspect can be a little bit problematic I just wish there's more colour representation in Ping Dot I, I think it actually it's come a very long way from its early days yeah like I used to be very caustic about Pink Dot for various reasons including this one right and you know one of like the earliest critics of Pink Dot was no less than Afyan Saad oh yeah who very controversial he said the same yeah, thing he yeah, said yeah, he said exactly what he's saying thing, it's yeah. like oh you know I've been to Pink Dot and I feel it's not for me it's for these Chinese educated um, Chinese middle gay. class English educated something. English, he something like that Chinese, yeah. he's Chinese English educated gays right you know and then and I know this demographic well, right? They are like this well-heeled um, set of gays who do really well for themselves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is definitely a certain kind of like respectability politics to correct, to correct. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just feel like it's come... I feel like the good thing about Pink Dot is that they are willing to listen, I think, to criticism. And they've really... And you can see it's not just in this year, but in previous years where like yeah. even the video that they make every year has like adapted to include more brown faces yeah. and to include more trans, especially. Yeah, trans, bisexual um, experiences. You know, yeah. they want to talk about it a bit more. I agree. And I like, agree, you're right. Like, I think my main criticism of Pink Dot remains that it still presents the whole, you know, Repute 3778 thing as a fairly cuddly kind of... Um, campaign you know it's, it's, it's very soft and cuddly and family oriented and so how do you want this to be well I mean I think there needs pushed. I think I've, I've always wanted there to be more anger Ah, you know, I've, I've always I, wanted I, that I, to be more indignation do you think that maybe it's a calculated thing it is it's completely strategic yeah. it's a thing where it's like look we know that the the way politics works in this country, you have to play very smart, and you have to be very strategic about the way you correct. Protest, yeah, right. Um. So I actually what I think about this, if the way this has worked this year is that you can take the cuddly out of the the the, the physical gathering. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like now that we know that this live stream thing works so well, right? Like, does the actual gathering in the park need to be so concert centric? Can it not evolve towards something a little bit more bristly, a little bit more possibly? Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I mean, I'm not a pink dog. Pink dog organizer. I mean, never, yeah, like, n- yeah, neither am I. Like, so, like, who am I to say, right? But, like, could it... it and, is, I, and we don't know what challenges they face yeah, other than what sure. we see and we think about, right? I mean, we really don't know. Yeah, so, like, there is a real danger to these things, right? In 2015, I turned up at Pink Dot in drag and then, like, I was wearing this, like, breastplate, which, you know, by was by by no means was an impressive blast breastplate, right? It, really it was just, wasn't. like, only marginally bigger <laughs> than my natural breast at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then somehow the breast gonna expose, right? And then, like... Why, why, why do you know why, what happened? Were you jostling? Was it hot? I can't remember, but like, you know, they got exposed. Uh, and okay. then like, 
someone reported me to the police there and then. It was probably one of those people outside, yes. the wear white so people. Who, by were, the way, listeners, they just stand outside, yeah, big dog, and they want it, wait to report, wait to pound. Or they go it. in and take video or take photos to yeah. try and like you know even it's like the worst. Yeah, they complain about people littering everything. They're just trying to make trouble. Right? They're trying to make trouble. So like I was reported to the police, no doubt like one of these people. Uh, and strung along on a six-month investigation where during which time I was not allowed to leave the country. I remember how anxious yeah. you felt. Oh my hey, god, it was, it was terrible, hanging over my yeah, head for six months. Eh, and I had to leave the country for work and I had to ask the police for permission. Yeah. And they were very like reticent about it. Oh really? You know? What did so, they I mean, can, can you whatever, tell us? I, I don't want to go into it. <laughs> okay, but like, basically there is a real danger to it. And yeah. you know, like the environment in which we're having this conversation is a fraught one. Yeah. So I can totally see why Pink Dot would try and play it in a more of course. gentle, of you course. know, in a more gentle because way. Because they just don't want anything to compromise this yeah. this one time in the year where they where they actually say hello, we are yeah. here, you know. But I can sense proud. you can sense in the movement that they do want to push it harder because like, I think it was a few Pink Dots ago that they suddenly decided, okay, we're gonna hold up placards to try and tap into yeah, the, I think it was twenty sixteen, kind of tap into the like iconography that. of protest a little bit more. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So I right, thought that's what it is. That was a yeah. very important development. And I think this year, what was interesting for me was the development of the visual uh, language from a dot contained in Ponglin Park to a dot yes. in around the whole oh my God. fucking island when, there. When they, wow. when they when they put up the the, the, the thing with Singapore, I, cried. I was I, just cried. I was actually very happy. I was wow, yeah. I was like, this is what people need to see. Yeah. You know, the dot is not just confined to Hongling Park. Yeah. One day a yeah. freaking year, it is everywhere. And, and people need to appreciate yeah, and that. And it's a light that people carry inside yourself. Like, I know it's very cheesy to say this kind of thing, right? No, but it's no, true. No, no, no. I, when, I, I mean I can and understand. you know, we can talk about like the specific numbers and how many people actually but like that's not important. Let's talk about like the visual language of an entire island lit up in pink lights. Come yeah. on. Because we know this is the truth. That was amazing. I think your your very words yeah. were Singapore is on fire. Singapore's on fire and you I know it's, it's the truth and like it's, 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 I feel like this is not just about you know, queer issues specifically it's about everything you know, it's about political expression in this country it's about our political culture it's not just about containing protests in a single park you know, like we carry these ideas and these hopes and utopian aspirations with us everywhere we go mm. all around the island people are having conversations not just about queer rights but about race about class about um, CPF yeah. about the government we want to see yeah, it's, sure. it's you know it, we, we, we need to break out this idea that protest is something kind of dodgy and confined that happens in this like park in Chinatown near a police station right it's like something that sweeps across the island and it's it must it's everywhere it can be everywhere yes and so I thought what a radical statement and what a beautiful it's image really really was oh. thanks Pink Dot 2020 very Thank well you. done that was so great mm, thanks for mm, thanks, thanks. <laughs> okay it's time for our final segment the return of what to watch at the end of the world 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 <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we stayed away from this segment quite a bit because truth On, be told, we, we, we just, just weren't watching enough. We just weren't watching enough and we got really tired yeah, of like, like you know, we were just recommending like, things. Yeah, how many things can we recommend every week? Yeah, and we, we didn't want it to be homework. We were like, ah, now we need to watch oh, no, to recommend people. Also, ah. actually, Kishan and I have very different watching tastes. True. So it's very likely true. that I mean, we would not be watching the same thing. True, but I mean, there's, 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 there's an overlap, but... Yeah. yeah like, anyway, we, yeah. this week... We are reviewing, or rather just like gushing, yeah, about highly recommending. a new Netflix documentary film called Disclosure. Yes, people. Disclosure. Which is just, if you haven't yet seen it, what are you waiting for? Please it's, go and watch it. It is 
it is a combination of like really astute cultural critique, yep. pop media analysis. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Education. It was pure education. Pure education. Yeah. It was so important that uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It was just. It was. It was just gushing. Okay, it was what just is so good. disclosure, Kishin? So it, it was basically a one hour forty five minute documentary. Mm. It did not feel like it. No. Of how uh, the media in had, America, yeah, the media in America has portrayed have portrayed trans people and how damaging that was to their narrative. And mm. and basically, it, it it was a bunch of trans people coming up and talking about how media had affected them yeah. growing up and Although, how they were like, trying to change it. Yeah, it was mostly trans people in the media and some activists, right? Yeah. So you had like some really big name trans um, celebrities like Levin Cox, Levin Cox for am- amongst others yeah. who were interviewed. Um, and just kind of like talking about their experiences growing up trans Correct. and then their remem- their memories of the kinds of um, trans representation that was on the screen yeah. at the time yeah. and how things have kind of progressed or not since then, right? Yeah, exactly. Everybody who spoke on this show spoke with such intelligence. On the Netflix show, yeah. 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 Everybody who spoke on this show spoke with such intelligence, uh, warmth. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were also articulate. Oh, they were so, so articulate. articulate. Yeah. Um, and and passion, you know. Uh, and there was a kind of like righteous anger to it too, which I thought is just like fully, fully granted. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> also, so much grace and elegance. Yes. And poise. It was just like wow. This is how everybody should speak about like trauma. Yeah. You know? it's oh my just, god, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is full trauma. It was just and you know and let's be real, right? There is a lot of like. There is a lot that's traumatic about this because, like, trigger warning, right? Um, a lot of this documentary does feature scenes from movies that uh, dramatize violence against trans people, and a lot there's a lot of transphobia that is, you know, that has been sampled from movies as well. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I imagine that for, you know, I'm not even trans and watching it, I felt very upset as mm, some, as yeah. some of these representations. I, I felt very. I... At one point, I felt ashamed mm. because I remember they were putting up all these representations where it, where where, uh, where they were just showing all these trans clips from movies, yeah, clips, clips from movies, clips from movies right? uh, where where trans representation was made was made fun of. Yeah, and I remember watching these shows growing up, like Naked Gun, Ace Ventura, mm. and I remember laughing as a kid. Mm. And then when it was put at me right, put in front of my face right now, I went, I was so ashamed. I was just like, oh my yeah. god, this is terrible. Yeah. And that shame, that discomfort that I felt is important, mm. you know. And I'm very thankful that that. That this show did that for me. This documentary did that for me. Yeah, yeah. It made me reevaluate. You know what? What I was thinking about trans people uh, made me reevaluate my sensitivities mm. to for all these things and what me and the type of stuff that is out there mm. and how trans people are represented. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's also like a really great kind of history, almost a kind oh, of film yes. history. That was very educational. I eh? was just like, yeah. You know, like, like very rarely does something come around that is so like academically constructed yeah, but and that it's so also concise. so accessible and concise oh it was amazing yeah, yeah. And I just thought this is you know like hearing these people speak and they were using language that I recognised from you know um, academic writing or critical yeah. writing or critical mm. theory and yep. I just like it, that really struck me I was like these it just rolls off their tongues like the most natural things in the world and I've heard it uttered um, in social justice spaces and also against social justice um, activists that you know, the mm. kind of language yeah. of justice can be problematic because a lot of it sounds just very academic and highfalutin, right? not accessible. Yeah. But then, like, watching this, it made me realise these are ordinary people, by and large. A lot of them are very ordinary people. They may be more activists than others, but, sure, you know, they're not yeah. academics, you know? Yeah. And it made me think, wow, you know, if you have found a language through reading and through 
conversations with people who through whatever right that anybody speaks, can do yeah, this right that speaks to the specific experience of your oppression you know yeah that's it yeah. Right, like who who cares what the source of that language is? If, yeah. if, it, if it speaks some truth to what you're experiencing and it helps to rally people around a cause or an idea or an oppression, hey, go for it, right? Mm. So like, a lot of people criticize like social justice language as being very like whatever, very like atas, right? Yeah, but very it's, like, super atas. No one but can no understand one, you. If you really want to apply yourself and learn the concepts and learn because they're so real to you, right? The language is not going to be alienating. You will it will yeah. make profound sense to you. You know? Yeah, you just really need to put in the effort and just yeah. be better. Yeah. Right? That's that's basically it, right? Correct. Just go and do the work so that people so so that you can understand the language in which this is spoken. You can yeah. appreciate and you can com- contribute. Because perhaps, the thing about yeah. academic language, even if it's very dense, right, is that if you if it speaks to you and it speaks so you know what, if it speaks to you on a very truthful visceral level, right, like it will make profound sense. Yeah, but see yeah. that's a very big if, right, Joel. I don't mm. I'm trying to span it in the works here. We are talking as two uh, uh, with, with all our background, okay, mm. we've gone to university, we did we did mm. some classes maybe mm. in this, we've, we've read some of the readings on this, so maybe maybe there's some privilege extended yeah, to this. Course. You know, and I, I cannot expect everybody to sort of get the language. No, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so, so I can I can see why people get upset, mm. right, with, with this with this highfalutin language and all this sort of thing, very atas language. Is there still a case for making this a little bit more accessible? I mean, let's look at racism. Uh. Mm. Last time, let's just... Fast for, um, no, rewind like 10, 20 years ago. When people talk about racism, last time people also use this sort of languages. Mm. But now people have a little bit more accessible ways into this. Instagram mm. is a very good sure. example of this. You know, people make a lot of like animations and those sort of things. So I wonder if maybe there's possible spaces that can yeah. be created. But I think maybe what it is really is that we mustn't confuse language for concept, right? It's ah, like a language, okay, okay, okay. Like, like a lot of academic language is shorthand for a concept or a set of ideas, right? And it's the ideas and the concepts that are actually the things that land with people the most. So sure, like maybe people can like bypass like the use of language, right? But it's the concepts that resonate Mm. and that they try and explain in different ways. What this show Disclosure was saying is representation is so vitally important. Yeah. Representation is so vitally important, Mm. right? It's, 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 it's these, 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 people as they were trans as they were kids growing up trans right and seeing zero kind of positive representation right, of themselves right, right, on screen right, yeah. and the way that affects their confidence growing into adulthood yeah. um, and, and, and you know like compared to nowadays when uh, compared to the present day when there's just so much more robust trans representation and how empowering that is and, yeah. how, and how like amazing that is for everybody yeah can you imagine a trans kid yeah. a trans kid looking at a representation of themselves on screen, a positive representation yeah. of them on screen. How powerful that is! Yeah. Oh. But I think this show makes a very good case for how representation is only the beginning. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. there is so much more work that needs to be oh, done yeah. in public life, in education, uh, and and but but that representation is so particularly but it's such an yeah. integral part because. You know? We live in a world that is so intensely yeah, mediated, so yeah, right? Yeah, sure. we, we like. I feel like you know, so much of our consciousness is mediated that, like, if there is something deficient with that mediation, um, you know, it can affect, uh, your confidence in mani- yeah. if if you are an oppressed minority, right? So, but I think this show handles this in a really delicate way, in saying that yes, representational politics is important, but there is a limit to it, and we have to go, you know, mm, past it, past that. the point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, such a great show. Go and watch it, guys. And girls and everything in between.
Happy Pride! Happy Pride, everybody! I will survive. I will survive. Wondering what you were saying. Yes, Happy Pride. The thing I want to say is that Pride is not just a few months in a year. Pride is every, every. I know it sounds cheesy as fuck, but it's really every, every single day. And no matter where you stand on the spectrum of sexuality and gender. Be kind to one another. Correct. Understand and listen yeah. to another person, especially if you hold privilege. Yeah, especially you know? if you are a cis, like, muscle gay. <laughs> Which is my personal bone to pick. Wow, I feel that cis muscle gay thing is a whole episode. Yeah, perhaps Joel. we should do a deep chat on why Joel is such a bitter queen. The one uh, all your friends know what this is about already. It's okay, it's yeah, okay. My, fuck my friends. <laughs> Anyway, um, this has been a slightly extra long episode because I think pride is something that matters a lot to Yeah, it's ma- it matters a lot to me, definitely. And, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, definitely. This has been uh, Kishan, signing off. And this has been Joel. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. Bye-bye. <laughs> Jepun terus ke Malaysia Jangan membuat masa Mari ikut rentak Buka kebat terus rembah